almost heaven West Virginia Blue Ridge Mountains Shenandoah River Life is all there Older than the trees Attention citizens Nuclear strike imminent Please exit the area at your earliest convenience Thank you for your cooperation Welcome to the second episode of Fallout 76 and Monsters from Pursuit of the Paranormal. Welcome back, Greg. Hello, Ash. How are we? I'm looking um, forward to this one. Good. I am. I am. We had quite popular the first episode was when we talked about the Mothman. Yes. Um, and I think this is going to be even better. Yeah. Yeah. I like this story as well. I've um researching and watching videos and all sorts. So excited about this one. And story. I've played the game. Awesome. Because we spoke awesome. last time. But over to you. <laughs> we'll talk about that in the next episode. You'll have played it a bit more and we can uh, talk yeah. about the game the game itself a bit more next next month. <laughs> so this episode we are going to be talking about a very famous case, a case that was investigated by Project Blue Book, mm-hmm. officially, the American yep. US Air Force UFO investigation project. And it's the Flatwoods Monster. Yes. So, again, another sort of legendary monster that is featured in the game, Fallout 76, based on a real-life alien encounter. Yes. Like last time... I'll talk about sort of how the monster is portrayed in the game. Yeah. And then we'll then talk about the actual story behind the whole legend of what happened. Sounds good. Back, back in 1950. 52. 52. Off the back of my head. Yeah. Yeah. So in the game, the Flatwoods Monster, and this is from Fallout Wiki website, Flatwoods Monsters are aliens described as a hovering creature with glowing purple eyes capable of abducting wastelanders. Oh. Wastelanders are the name for the playable and non-playable characters in the game. Like you are a wastelander. We're in the nuclear wasteland. Yes, yes, in, we are in the game. As part of the storyline, you're told about the creature, warned that its mere presence can warp the mind of all but the most iron-willed. Ooh. In pre-nuclear war, West Virginia, near the town of Flatwoods, the real town. Many claim to see a mysterious creature with glowing eyes. Colton Pickens, in the game, claims that he was taken onto a spaceship and subjected to experimentation. But the police dismiss his account. After the war, there are accounts of wastelanders being taken, only being able to recall a blinding light afterwards. Okay. In game, the Flatwood monster's head is encased in a purple helmet, which obscures most of its face. The rest of the body is sealed in a protective suit, and there are no visible legs. It's got three fingers and green blood, which can be seen when you fight the Flatwoods monster, which is a tough battle. And talking about that, you encounter the Flatwoods monster yep. in random sort of spawns, random encounters all over the, the map. Usually at night they spawn, but they can last until daytime if you don't get killed. And the monster will teleport around during a battle, making it difficult to get him and he's quite a quite a tough enemy and even more spookily 
is when the Flatworth Monster's nearby, the area becomes bathed in this creepy purple light. Just okay. Around, so you can be like sort of going back near your base, and you just see sort of like your buildings or whatever in this purple sort of tinge. You know, <laughs> the Flatworth Monster's somewhere nearby. So it's oh, like sort yeah. of like walking around, like he's there somewhere. I know he's, I know he's here. And this purple light, this purple glow, also lets the monster take control of other animals, enemies, um, even Ooh. like your own base. You have like defenses and rocket launchers and stuff on your base. Oh, wow. You can take control of them to start shooting you rather than shoot, shooting. Like, yeah. Usually they shoot the enemies, but they can sort of take over these the base defenses. Yeah. And even other monsters like the Mothman. He can control. <laughs> so you could get attacked by the Mothman and the Flatworth Monster at the same time. Oh, wow. So it's quite a quite a, uh, a tough opponent. It's, yeah, it's quite cool. There's quite a few different variations, like with the Mothman. Mm. Um, some of them more stronger, and they can be quite aggressive. You can sort of return back to your, your base, your yeah. home you built, and you can just find that the turrets are already shooting. Like all parts of your base, because you think you think what the hell's going on, and you see it in purple. You're like, ah, shit. there's a flatworth monster, and then you got to try and find him. We start shooting him, and then he'll just disappear and reappear behind you and stuff. So it's wow, uh, it's pretty cool. And like I say, they spawn all over the map, um, so you can kill them, and then another one will spawn. It's uh, not that common, but you know, you know when they're there. Okay, I look forward to uh, reaching <laughs> that point in the game. <laughs> Yeah, so okay. that's sort of how it's portrayed in in the game. Yeah. And okay. do you want to introduce the, the yeah. real story behind it? Yeah, so legend has it. So the Flatwoods Monster is also known as the Braxton County Monster, Braxy, or Phantom of Flatwoods. It's interesting that you uh, mentioned about the the eyes being purple because some of the depictions show like red eyes as well which is very much like um how the mothman was portrayed yeah um in legend so and it's strange again that virginia and west virginia have got these these are lots of these creatures and i wonder if they they potentially could be the same thing i suppose and depending where you are in west virginia that's your version of of like mm. the mothman um it's about a similar time, 1952 as well, isn't it, to Yeah, Mothman. Yeah, so it's um, part of the, the folklore there now. Um, and on the evening of September 12th, 1952, a bright object crossed the night sky. Um, so what, what happened was there's a group of people, they spotted, so it was two brothers, Edward and Fred May, and their friend Tommy, said that he saw a bright object cross the sky and land on the property of a local farmer, G. Bailey Fisher. The boys went to the home of Kathleen May, where they told their story, uh, and May, accompanied by the three boys, um, local children, Neil Nunley and Ronnie Shaver, and a West Virginia National Guardsman. Ooh. Yes. So they went to a farm in an effort to locate what they thought might have been a meteor or... or or crashed craft at that point they reached the top of a hill uh, where one of the boys then said he saw a pulsing red light um, the guardsman then flashed 
his flashlight in the direction and momentarily saw a tall, man-like figure with a round red face surrounded by a pointed, hood-like shape. Oh, spooky. Spooky. So descriptions varied, but in an article for Fake Magazine based on tape-recorded interviews, uh, UFO writer uh, Gray Barker described the figure as approximately 10 feet tall, so three meters, that's a, a big... That's tall. That's very tall. Yeah, that's sort of what you think that's one and a half times a tall human, mm. at sort of six feet-ish, uh, with a round blood red face, a large pointed hood-like shape around the face, eye-like shapes which emitted greenish-orange light and a dark black or green body. They described the figure as having small claw-like hands, clothing-like folds, and a head that resembled the Ace of Spades. So the the picture is got. If you can imagine the the Ace of Sp- like the the Spades logo on a pack of cards, that was sort of like either behind its head or part of its head shape, um, mm. and created this sort of round, pointed. I don't know what you would call it. Um, then they basically dropped. Obviously, it was panic at that point because you see something ten foot tall looking like this weird thing out of Doctor Who. And you um, think, like, you saw this thing crash and yeah, this, this thing's come out of it. And you've got to think the late 40s and 50s were a time where... Um, saucer fever. Saucer fever, ETs. Um, there was, like, all the different films, the old school films um, came out where it was like the nuclear era, everything was happening in America at that point. And if you saw something strange, that's immediately what you would think was happening. as like some alien invasion. Um, so apparently this figure started to make a, a hissing sound and glided towards the group. The guardsman screamed, dropped his flashlight, and everybody legged it. The group then said that they smelled a pungent mist and some later said that they were nauseated. So that ties in with the purple mist that you're talking about in the game. Yeah. Um, the local sheriff and a deputy have been investigating reports of a crashed aircraft in the area. They searched the site of the reported monster, but saw, heard, and smelled nothing. And according to Gray Barker's account, um, the next day, one of the Braxton Democrats claimed to have discovered skid marks in the field and an odd gummy deposit which was subsequently attributed by UFO enthusiast groups as evidence of a saucer landing. Um, so a bit of a, a bit of an odd one. And then newspaper stories were carried out throughout the country. Obviously, this thing went wild. It was on large networks. Hundreds of phone calls were received from all over the country. Um, the National Press Services rated the story number 11 for the year, which is, which is pretty cool. A minister from Brooklyn wow. came to mention uh, question the family. Pittsburgh paper came and sent a special reporter. UFO and Fortean writers like Gray Barker and Ivan Sanderson also arrived to investigate. So there was a lot of furore around this particular story. And like I like just said, you've got this sort of alien um, frenzy in America at that point. You'd had Roswell five years before. So yeah. 
people were still talking about Roswell. Um, and it was the, the claim that some of the aliens were base for about five years and it all sort of came out a bit later about roswell so you've got people you've got like the atomic bombs you've got everything going pretty wild in america at that time um i've watched a lot of films that are like from the 50s and 60s where people it's all about alien invasions and they come in to take over the earth so you can see why people have got this heightened sense of panic when they're seeing objects in the sky um so i get it yeah and i believe one of the boys weed himself in panic oh really and he's running away yeah it would be pretty pretty scary and and like the image that you sort of see yeah associated with the flatwoods monster is similar to how it's portrayed in the game yeah which is yeah but he is dressed more like like that shape and figure but in like a space suit more like an alien sort of yeah so he made it into like a true a true alien and the the TV series Project Blue Book yep. did an episode on the Flatwoods Monster, and it's brilliant. It's oh, okay, really, really well done. And they go like into the woods where it's all like where they think this thing crashed, and the woods mm. were all on fire. And they see this creature, okay, and then you know, and obviously J. J. Allen Hynek, yep, who was brought in by the Air Force to kind of debunk all of these cases, mm-hmm. he obviously went to Flatwoods to investigate it. And there's quite a few, obviously, skeptics. Yes. Like, yep. you get some, some quite a few theories as to explain the different aspects of the story. And the main one being what they saw in the sky was a meteor. Yeah. So it was reported that night across a number of states that, that, okay. could, be, that could be seen. Yep. And similar to cases that we've investigated, UFO identified, where someone's seeing a light coming down in their words, and then they come to where they think it's landed, and then seeing something in the woods. Very, very similar to this. Yeah. We did a case in Bolton in Manchester, England. Very, very similar. But at the exact same time that they saw this thing coming out of the sky and landing, was the exact same time there was a meteor recorded by the UK Meteor Watch. This okay. was recorded from all over the UK Yeah, at the exact same time they saw it. So that sort of half of the story can be explained away by it being a meteor. It's very similar to this where they saw something land out of the sky or come down. Yeah, They've gone to where they think it landed and obviously seen something and associated the two parts of the story, even though they're not related. Yeah. So they could have seen this alien creature. Could just be coincidence that this meteor was at the exact same time. It could have been an alien. Yep. But the meteor wasn't related to, to to that. It just happened at the same time. Or it could have come on the meteor. Or it could have been a spaceship crashing. It could have been. Yeah. It might just look yeah. like a meteor on the uh, in the sky. Yeah. Yeah. I suppose all those theories. But it's interesting that the two separate incidents, if there were separate incidents, would coincide at exactly the same time. Yeah, it does happen. Like, yeah. like, like if our one, she went to the woods where she thought the light came down and saw a glowing light in the woods at one o'clock in the morning, like a ball of light. Yeah. And she thought it was the same object. We've proven it. we proved that it wasn't, but it could could have been. 
mm-hmm. in their minds, it, it was the same thing. So that's kind of the the object side of it. And obviously there's been quite a few theories as to what the alien was. Uh, quite yeah. a few different ones. Yeah, the the main one seems to be a large barn owl um, perched on a tree limb. And I saw a photo unconnected of a particular owl um, in America. And this thing was massive. Mm. This guy was sat next to it, and this thing's huge. Yeah. And they've got, like, eyes that light up in a – well, they don't light up in the dark, obviously, but when there's a, a, like a flashlight, the reflection on the back of the retina, same with, like, dogs and people when you have your, your photo taken, old-school cameras, we've got the red eye. Um, it, it's possible, I suppose. Um that was definitely one of the main sort of explanations um, about this barn owl um, and that the foliage beneath the owl could have created the illusion of the lower portions of the creature um, described by some as being a pleated green skirt. Um, So, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, that is the favourite yeah. And I think that's what Project Blue Book concluded. Right. I think I might be wrong, but I'm sure that's what they conclude that it was uh, an owl creature. Yeah, because I suppose if you've got a barn owl sat on a, on a tree limb and you've got this apron of what appears to be clothing below, the feet of the barn owl would be claws on a tree and would be halfway up the body of the, the creature that you're seeing. So it could potentially like have these talons, I suppose. Convenient. Yes. It, I mean, it, it ticks a lot of boxes, but... Mm, you say like it has the small claw-like hands. That is, mm. is, is that just a feet halfway up a tree? Yeah. yeah. And the rest of the body is the foliage. Yeah. Again, though, unless, unless you're there, it's very difficult because... Eyewitness testimony at best of times is rubbish and you're remembering the last time you remembered it and then you've got all these people remembering different bits mm. and this almost like a Chinese whisper becomes quite... And this is a group of kids mainly, um, young young kids and they could feed into each other sort of excitement and scaredness and yeah. sort of bounce off each other like oh, that must be... Some sort of alien because they're in this like sort of heightened state of sort of alert or panic. Yeah, there was also said that the the nausea that was experienced by people is also a side effect of like mass hysteria or hysteria. So that could tie in as well. And if the little boy weed himself, um, it was obviously there was a lot of adrenaline mm. hyping up of each other's emotions. Because, um, yeah, I would imagine you see something like that and you're walking into a forest and seeing this thing at first glance, you're and you're, you're ready, like mentally alert, scared, your brain's working overtime. And like with paradelia, that you see something and your brain tries to make a pattern of what it is. It's like, so, it's like when you wake up in the middle of the night and sort of you look up and there's like it's just like a light 
light in your room. You think it's like a someone stood in your room, but it's actually mm. just like your coat hanging up on the back of the door. Yeah. yeah. Something, but because it's in that shape and you're not fully aware of what's going on, it just looks like the outline of someone stood at the foot of your bed. You have yeah. that brief moment where you absolutely shit yourself. Mm-hmm. You're like, fuck, and then you realise it's a coat yeah. hanging up or whatever on the door. Yeah, but that moment, just before you realise what it is, there is panic in you, isn't there? <laughs> yeah, I did it a few times. I've I've done it and thought I witnessed a UFO. I don't did I t- I don't know if I've told you that story. And I um, I I was looking at where I used to live when I was about fifteen, and out of the windows I could look over sort of like some of the hills, and I could see these lights sort of going up and down this hill in the distance. And I was trying to figure out what it was, and I couldn't figure out what it was. And I thought, wow, it's got, it's got, it's got to be something. I can't see that there's any roads there because it's like on the Ridgeway, which is quite an unmotorized part of the sort of the hillside around here. And um, so I went to bed, and obviously I was quite hyped up emotionally, just thinking, "Shit, have I just seen UFOs?" Anyway, I woke up in the middle of the night. I looked out the the window, and there was this large glowing white object. I could see through the curtains. I was thinking, oh, fuck, they're coming for me. I genuinely thought that. Wow. And I was thinking, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And I was panicking. I, I pulled the curtain back just to try and peek through. It was the fucking moon, wasn't it? Full moon. <laughs> <laughs> Quite low in the sky. And I, I literally... <laughs> I was literally thought I was about to be abducted. I thought I was going to be taken. But wow. that was around the time when the X Files was big. The X Files was out, so I was already expecting something mm. bad to be happening. So these kids are going through this mass hysteria of being hyped up. They've seen a crash spacecraft because back then they didn't. It was all spacecraft alien invaders, wasn't it? Back then it was always mm. us versus them. So yeah, I, I can get why their brains have sort of gone. What the bloody hell are we looking at? Definitely, definitely. I've just been looking as I'm looking earlier as well. Like, it's obviously with the Mothman, there's mm. like lots of different sightings from yep. lots of different people and all this stuff. Yep. Where with Flatwoods, wasn't able to find any other reports. It's no. just this one, this just one, this one, night, this, one yeah. this one case. Yeah, yeah. And that was one thing that struck me because, like you say, with Mothman, it, it was reported at the time quite a lot, and people still claim to see it, whereas. The Flatwoods monster was that night only, and that that seemed to be it. Mm. So, my in my mind, I think the Barnell thing seems to fit a lot of it. But you don't know. You don't, <laughs> don't know. know. <laughs> so yeah, that is the Flatwoods monster. Second episode of Fallout seventy six monsters. Join yes. us next month when we will be talking about the Grafton monster. Ooh. Another monster for us. Looking forward to it already. Cool. We will see you next time. Bye.